it was a matter of circumstance that I kind of just fell into it. And I didn't like discover that there's an emerging esports market in Dallas. I fell into, wow, there's an esports market in Dallas and it's strong. It's mm. like a, it's like a center of gravity and it's a little hidden because it is still an emerging industry. But if mm. you think about it, it's not even that mm. that's a pretty mature industry. Mm. It's just the top of the like, tournament and competition at the large scale. That's really new, but it's been building for 30 years. Right. Right. So it's funny because I had this really, I'm trying to get my things in order. I think that Hector uh, Hex from Optic mm. had reached out to the chamber and said, hey, we're thinking about Dallas to move our headquarters there. Mm. And I took that call because I think our SVP of economic development wasn't there at the time. And I just responded to him and said, yeah, you can come on in. And we had a conversation about what he wanted to do. And we talked about this idea of an esports mecca. Wait, wait, wait. You talked to Hector Rodriguez before he even came here? Oh, yeah. He was still looking for a place to go. But I come <laughs> to find out he had already decided. He knew what he wanted to do. He was just kicking the tires. But, wow. Uh, he, he and, I mean, this is when him and Ryan were partners and came in and had a good long conversation. And it, it was it was new to me, but familiar just because, like I said, being tangential to the industry because of my son. Right. I was already interested in it. Wow. And so it's a good conversation. I, I pitched him like we would pitch any company. And then he took off. Next thing I know, he's announcing on Twitter, hey, Optic fans, we're moving to Dallas. I'm like, okay, well, all right, good. I'm glad. My name is Dr. Mark Williams. Welcome to my masterclass. I have a PhD in education from West Virginia University. I have a master's in sport management and an MBA from the University of Massachusetts. I even have an undergraduate degree in sociology from William Patterson University. And currently, I'm the Global Scholar Practitioner at HBCU, Florida Memorial University. But I'll also work for three of the largest sports brands in the world, Reebok, Champ Sports, and Foot Action. But I can't go anywhere without my Jordan 1s. Join me and my guests as we explore their rise to the top through adversity and challenges. It's time to help you find a hero in you. Welcome to my masterclass. Welcome to another episode of Dr. Mark's Masterclass. How are you guys doing? Yes, I'm in my masterclass and I'm rocking IU paraphernalia. And my guest is like shaking his head because he's a blue devil. I mean, yes, a blue devil. You know, the Dukies, you know, I don't Mike have a team. you know, Mike Krzyzewski. I don't have a team. He doesn't have a team, but he got his degrees from there. He's he pretty smart. Everybody's on my team. I know everybody's on this. I like that. I like the attitude. And, you know. And we are still in a pandemic and we practice social distancing, my friends. And I got this nice looking esports future eye podcast network joined here from Lewis Johnson, that legendary Lewis Johnson, who is also my colleague. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to know him, proud to be associated with that brother. He's got a great podcast here as well. And uh, I'm happy All In is called All In. OK. And then also have uh, my other good friend, John Davidson. Uh, that's my man's in them. You, you know what? See, that's just slang. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I have my PhD, but sometimes I just want to talk like that there. But I'm not from the South, so I shouldn't say that there. Okay. I should see, I should say more like, what's up, son? Because I'm from New Jersey. You're, you're I know I am, right? But I'm from New Jersey, so I can say son, right? I've never been to New Jersey, so I couldn't tell you. Shame on New York. New York, yes. Okay, so that's New York son. saying, son, my man. All right, here we go. You see, my man, I'm not even going to tell you his name. This is how dope he is. Say so he and I can talk. We haven't seen each other in a couple years, but we can still pick up where we left off at. We're going to tell you a funny story how we met. Anyway, let me get to you and let you know that, yes, practicing social distancing, very important. Uh, six feet apart, maybe seven feet, maybe eight feet, maybe nine feet. I don't know. Also, wash your hands and make sure that you sanitize your hands. You should be doing that anyway, my friends. I'm not trying to preach to you, but I'm letting you know that the kid here, I've got to practice social distancing. Thank goodness I have not succumb to this. And I pray for anyone out there that has succumbed to it. But please, I want you to stay safe, please. We, we need you here. Okay. It also is a reason to stay away from people you don't like. Ooh, did you hear that? All joking aside, everything you just said. My man, exactly. And the thing about it is we will not be here if it was not for this great man, Jacob Miles III. Not the first, not the second, but the third, Jacob Miles the third. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna talk to you about him in a little while, uh, maybe on another future broadcast. But I always mention him because he started the esports Future Eye Podcast Network, and also got a shout out to my dear friends, uh, Innovation Media Enterprises, Aaron and Sia. Oh my God, holding it down, two women in the industry holding it down with their own podcast studios, three of them in Dallas. Okay, 
amazing people. Clap, you gotta clap for them. Yeah, my man was was my thing at AJ. Was my man was it at AJ? There we go. There we go, my man AJ. AJ, my man on the wheels and still. AJ is a cat. He just graduated last year, but now he is now our director of studios and technology. Give it up for Big Dog AJ. What's up? Yes. All right. AJ got a promotion. All right. Want to take a bow, AJ? Want to say what's up to everybody? I'm not sure what to say. You're the host. Oh, man. Come on, bro. You say, what's up? I'm AJ. <laughs> what's up? I'm AJ. I'm the person he always shouts out on the podcast. And um, yeah, I am the currently the director of studios and technology at Innovation Media. It's going to be very embarrassing if that actually doesn't happen. But uh... oh, wait, you're talking yourself out of a job. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I just gave you props. See, Aaron and Sia, I don't know about this cat, but I know about him because I love this guy. He makes me sound good, makes us all sound good. The sound engineer. Uh, give it up again for my man, AJ. I don't know. You know I, I, I like to see it, but I've got a, a, a complaint to lodge against AJ. Oh, you got a complaint already? Already. Uh-oh. What's, what's a complaint? I keep hearing all this clapping in the background. <laughs> and in sound check, he yeah. gave me a half a second and said, that's what I get. Oh, that's what you I get. I get a half a second. Okay, you're going to get more he of that. Himself, you, you he made, gave himself five seconds. I know. AJ, you got to give my man 10 seconds or so with the long clap. I don't want it. I don't want no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I proclaim you get 10 seconds, dog. <laughs> all right? Because that's, that's a waste of your time. Yeah. And, you know, Eric, my man, this is one good thing that I have about my guests. We, 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 we talk esports, we talk video games, we talk about clap. You know, you know what? I, I got to represent the Jordan ones big time all day, every day. And, you know, I'm one of 10 people in the world that have this joint right here. Thanks to my people at Nacon. Yes, yes, yes. Corey, thank you, brother. My frat brother, A5. Yes, I haven't opened it yet. You know why? Because I wanted to tease everybody and let them know I'm one of 10 people in the world that has this thing. And America. Yes, okay. So this is beautiful. I'm not going to tell you what it's retail at and market if you were to try to get it from me and put it on Amazon. I'm not going to put it out there. I'm keeping this joint. This is mine. But I'm not going to tell you where I'm playing my game because you may come, you want to come to my house and try to get it. No. Okay, it's mine. And I'm, I'm usually not a selfish person, but I want to make sure that I'm representing. Okay. Did you and tell everybody where you live so they can try? Don't tell nobody. No. And, and I, I don't put on, I don't put on um, social media when I'm traveling. Hey, everybody, I'm going to such and such place so they can go rob my house. No. Okay. And I'm drinking my tea representing. Okay. So you need tea and lemon. And Lewis Johnson told me about this. That's why I drink it. Thank you, Lewis, brother. Mm. That's a nice battle, but those shoes are beautiful. Yes. The Jordan ones. Want to take, want to take one? Jordan ones, Jordan ones, Jordan ones. You know, remember when these came out? When how you can't be eighty four, man. How old are you? I'm fifty one, man. Fifty years old. My man. I worked at a shoe store. About. I worked at a shoe store when these things were coming out. I was like, sell these. Hey, I, Jordan, I didn't, I didn't. He said that. Okay, but we we gonna get him a pair. What size you wear, man? Oh no, I don't want to wear shoes. You don't wear shoes. My closet has too many things. I, I'm, I'm a runner. I need some ultras. Oh, okay. We can still get you some Nike, some Jordans, I'll man. Take ones, man. Anytime yeah. you want to give me Jordans, you can. I forgot. We're going to talk I'll about your them. running career, too. Oh, for sure. So love, we, I love talking. we're going to have, we got a, a young man that's 50 years young. Uh, we, we are in the same group. Why is it that people in their 50s, we look better than the folks that's in their 20s? Man, what's up with that? They treated us like babies when we were teenagers. Yeah, maybe. And we take care of ourselves. We don't eat pork. We, we, we drink water. <laughs> right. You know? Lemon tea. Lemon tea. We got the water here. And you know, I got non-aquamon water too. I'm promoting core water. Core, you know, core, you better holler at me. You know what I'm saying? This is what we're doing up in here. It's not fake. This is real. But today I have a very special guest on today. And they goes by the name of Eric Griffin. Well, who's Eric Griffin? Well, he says, am I, am I, yeah, he's, yeah, he's all that. Okay. So he is the, you heard of the Dallas Ranger Chamber of Commerce. See, the Chamber of Commerce, I tell people, if I move to a city, this is what I look for. I look for the mayor, the governor, Chamber of Commerce, Sports Commission. And the superintendent of schools. Those are the five entities that I look for. But the chamber, they're the ones that he's going to explain what they really do. But the long and short of it is that's where businesses meet businesses, you know, small businesses, large businesses. And they come together and they create a relationship and they create an ecosystem where they can work together in harmony and create opportunities for people all around the city and beyond. But he's going to explain to you what he does uh, at the uh, at the chamber. He's a managing director. I'm going to try. Yeah, he's going to try. He also worked for the city of Dallas for a number of years and uh, was sustainability manager. We worked for the chamber, a director of research and innovation. And as I told you, he's a graduate, proud graduate of SMU, which is here right in Dallas. Yes. You see that, AJ? Give it up. Yo, AJ, got to give it up for him, man. Give it up, AJ. SMU. Oh, well, he gave us a half a clap. Whoa. AJ, yo. Okay. Then when I'm when I finish direct talking about him, I'm going to make sure I get this right. So he got, I'm not sure if he has two masters from Duke or is that one? I got two. Okay, I was right. So let me let me let me read this to you. His first master's is in public policy and environmental policy, 
And the, se- and the second one is an environmental management and resource economics and policy. Wow. So without further ado, let me give it up to my brother, Eric Griffin. What's up, man? It sounds a lot better than it is. Yes, yes. You, keep, keep it going. 10 Thank seconds, you. 10 seconds, yeah, yeah. 10 seconds. Keep it going. Keep it going. No, no, keep that it going. Give, give it more. That was, that was three seconds, man. That five, six, okay, seven, eight. Okay, okay. More, more. Oh, okay, That's my man. You gave it to him. It's only All a right. five-second loop, Dr. Mark. You got to give, you got to do two, <laughs> two five-seconds worth. That's 10. on the fly, AJ. Yes. So what's up, man? How you been? I've been living really good. Yes, so we we met each other two years ago. Two years ago, at the East almost two years ago. It's a little less than two. Years. Yeah, almost almost was that a, a spring or was that this fall? It had to be summer? in the springtime, but it was late spring because it was hot. Because I ran that Atlantic Boardway and it was hot. Oh yeah, Atlantic City Boardway. I'm trying to think. Boardwalk, boardwalk, boardwalk. Yes, and we met because we were at this place called the Esports Travel Summit. Tim Schneider, shout out to my brother Tim right. Schneider. What's up, brother? So Tim Schneider is the man. He brings the cities and uh, government officials all around the country together to talk about esports. Those uh, organizations uh, from the from the Chamber of Commerce to the sports commissions all around the country, over 100 plus cities are there and they want to know about esports or they already do esports in their cities and they're really trying to find ways to enhance the ecosystem. And I met this brother here. We shared the same panel. It was like a powerhouse panel with myself. Him, uh, the legendary Chris Cheney, uh, the amazing attorney, and my attorney, Joe Klimko. Who else was on that panel? Brian Yates. Brian Yates. Yes, my man, the bearded one. What a ZZ top looking cat. Good looking brother. We had a good looking panel. We killed it. Um, And that's slang. You know, that's, that's, listen, nobody killed anyone, okay? Killed it, basically. Who are, stop it. So who are you? Who are you I don't know. To? I don't know. I'm just making sure that I want to make sure everybody understands that I'm not over here promoting killing anybody. I'm saying he killed it. That means that he murdered it. Oop, did I say that? He mean he did well. That means he did okay. That means that he represented. How about that? Anyway, what's up, man? You're, we, bu- you're bunny rabbit. Yes, you, man. You wouldn't kill anybody. Man, come on. I know. I know. Just on a mic. That's why I got a mic on my arm. You know what I'm saying? See, represent. I got to say, you know what? If somebody hands you the mic, it's your responsibility right. to put out it, some positivity. Yes, always, always. And so this is we funny. We learned that in the past several years. And, you know, Eric and I, we, you ever see, you know that you're going to be on a panel with someone and you don't know what they look like. You know a little bit about their background. And we're in an Uber or something. We're in an Uber, right? We're in an Uber, but yeah, you probably looked up who you were going to be on the panel with, but didn't really pay attention to too much about it. Just kind of some reconnaissance, right? And he knew who I was because not too many black people. <laughs> I was at the conference, but this me and Chris Cheney. This is not true. <laughs> I'm Absolutely kidding. Not. Chris Cheney was the only black person at the panel, me and him. And I was like, he'll say, hey, man, are you gonna be, you're going to be out there because you're going to the panel? You're not Chris Cheney because I know who Chris Cheney is. No, I'm kidding. He No, this cat has no racist blood in his body. This cat right here, we were in the car, Uber for 35 minutes or so. It was a long ride. A 40 minutes, 50 minutes. It was crazy. We were in Philly? We flew to Philly, yeah. Yeah, so about an hour ride or maybe. And we were in a van together. And we just talked about family. We talked about relationships. It was schools. Yeah, it was amazing. So, man, and then we wound up being on the same panel, even though we we knew we were going to be on a panel together, but we hadn't really talked and met each other. I don't even think we talked about being panelists at first. No, We were just attendees to the conference. And we realized, oh, my God, we're on the same panel. And and here's the crazy part, you know how people talk about and be, they're not be they don't be about it. They talk about it. This cat, we got to Atlantic City. I'm trying to think. It might have been six seven o'clock at night. This man went on a run. Okay, <laughs> I was at the beach. What are you gonna do, bro? He just I got he, my stuff, bro. You 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 listen, man. You, you, we were six o'clock seven o'clock at night. People were gonna eat, eat dinner really. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm gonna go for a ten mile run. What? What? Who are you? You and, exaggerate. And you just how many miles did you run? I probably did six that day. Who does that? But a runner. Yeah. So he was 49, 48 at the time. And he was like, I'm going to go run. And he didn't just like jog. That, that's my peace and balance. He did like maybe a six minute mile, five minute mile probably. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not winning any races. I'm just okay. trying to be healthy. So you did like a seven minute mile? Like I, if I ran a half marathon, I'd be running between a 715, 730 pace. That's, that's crazy. So what is that? That's nothing. That is not even that's close like three to being. Hours? That's not even close to being an excellent athlete. Okay, like three hours, uh, for a half marathon. Oh no, for a marathon. Marathon. You know, I, I've never done a marathon where I got to run it because when I did train for one, I trained with some people that were way more advanced than I was, and I ended up hurting myself and popped an IT band. Mm. Didn't. I mean, it didn't burst, but it was bad enough that I couldn't train for a couple mm-hmm. months. And I'm telling you, I rested, rested, rested because I wanted to do this marathon. Mm-hmm. And about a month before the episode happened, I was well enough just to get out there and put some some weight on it. Mm-hmm. 
I must have been misbalancing because the right one popped. Mm. So now I got two IT bands that are just broken. So I was depressed. Mm. I mean, this was a big deal for me at the time because I was really, really into running like racing because I had mm-hmm. never raced in my life. And my wife kind of got me into it. And I really like that community and they're all very supportive and race every day just about. So you can always pick one. This right. was the Dallas Marathon. And the prior year we were going to train for it, but it was the year that it iced and it canceled the marathon. The mm. marathon got canceled because of ice in Dallas. When does wow. that happen, right? Ice in Dallas, wow. So this next year I trained for the thing and, and I ended up getting hurt and I can't do it and I'm all upset. But on the day that the marathon happened, I woke up and I'm still not being able to train. My wife's still going to run it and it was going to be our first together. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to run with you. Mm. So we ran the whole thing together. Mm. She faced me and kept me going the whole time. We ran 26 miles together, finished the race together. Wow. Pretty impressive. Together the whole I time. I will never run a marathon again, ever. I don't need to do Did that. she run for time or did she run for enjoyment? <laughs> Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, she was doing it for personal achievement. She did it. That's amazing. Yeah. I've always wanted to do one. I've watched people do it. I've never tried it. Um, I can relate to 5Ks. That's just, <laughs> I did one 10K once and I did 5Ks. You can 5Ks. do that where it will hurt you. So yeah, <laughs> it's, I, it's intense. Yeah, I ran competitively 5Ks at one point. I, I ran in college. I Fantastic. ran up 800, 400, and then I ran 5Ks. And my fastest 5K was 1525. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, yeah. My if, fastest 5K is only in the 17-minute range, that's that's yeah. pretty impressive. Well, I ran a 400, 800 in college. So I love the 800. Yeah. If I had, if I could go back and actually be a runner, I played soccer my whole life. If I could be a runner, mm-hmm. that would be my distance. Did you did you play sports at? Oh, you were in you were doing your masters at Duke. Okay, I was doing a masters at Duke, but I didn't even play soccer at SMU. I was not good. I, was, I I wanted to, but when I was at SMU, that was just post death penalty. Oh, the so death there was penalty. No football. Soccer was a homecoming sport. All of the scholarship money was going towards different sports than football. they don't know what death penalty is you know that was probably not yeah no, i don't want to get that people do i, bet I don't want to get into that but that's some news now back and you know that post eric it. dickerson and those guys they're, they're, they're back now remember think about a school that's got like at the time seven thousand students but they've got two of the top national players in the country yes. and they're winning everything it's a tiny little school how do you yeah. do that well, yeah I mean, you know we know <laughs> but but i tell you I, I i'll be controversial here because it was a long time ago yeah it didn't just happen but I mean, you know, a lot of the schools doing, doing the same a lot thing. Of schools doing the same thing, and it's yeah, still doing it. It's yes. still doing it. But so that was the old Southwest Conference. If anybody remembers that, I grew yep. up in, in Irving, but in the Dallas area, and that was everything. I mean, did SMU you know? Was just a thing. Did you know when you were in, in high school? What, what what schools were you thinking about going to college? I didn't apply. I applied to. I might applied to three other schools, but I didn't really apply anywhere else. I knew I wanted to go to SMU, and I didn't have any other consideration. And that's just my stubbornness and pigheadedness. What? Well, you that didn't apply to any other school. I, I believe I applied to two more, but I didn't really even pay attention to it. SMU was it for yeah, you? Yeah, it was going to be it. Why is that? Because I was not very smart as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but SMU, I mean, come well, on. No, it's a, it's a great education. I'm just saying yeah. it would have been more wise to look at, ex, explore some options. I did go to Sewanee. I went up to Sewanee to mm. visit that okay. in Tennessee. And that's okay. a beautiful campus. And it reminds me a lot of, it reminds me a lot of Duke, actually. But I think that's how I ended up at Duke from SMU is that it's the same principle being a Methodist school. Mm. Not that I'm a religious person, but it's the same characteristics it's just that north carolina is much more wooded and beautiful and hilly and yeah you know, dallas is dallas yeah yeah i love it but it's not a lot of topography yeah did you ever think i'll so- shout out to oak cliff and i'll shout out to little forest hills and i'll shout out to uh a couple of places in east dallas that i've lived but the rest of it's flat oh so you lived in how many places you lived in dallas east dallas i've lived in lake highlands i've lived in lakewood i've lived in deep ellum i've lived in oak cliff i've lived in lake highlands again the m streets wow uh did I say Deep Elm already? No. Deep Elm. Pretty, I've lived all over the place. I'm looking to get back in Oak Cliff now, though. So you so you know pretty much this whole community, this whole area? You know, I try. So ha- let me ask you a question. I heard that, you know, folks that are in Frisco versus Dallas, there's always this, this, what is that? What is that about? Tell me. I don't know. I'm not from here. Now, I lived in Valley Ranch and Capel area when I lived here for three years. I was oblivious to any of that because I worked in, you know, for foot action and we sponsored everything. So you did tell me I was just excited to be here. But then when I come back and I hear people say, well, you, they're from North Dallas and oh, well, they're from Frisco. And I'm like, well, to me, it's the same thing. You don't, you don't tell somebody from Brooklyn and, and Queens that they're the same people. They're not. Uh, but at the end of the day, they, they all scream and holler. You, New York, we're proud to be here. So, sure. so what is it about the two? Because right now they say Frisco, Dallas, you know, this is the Silicon Valley. You've got everything here around esports and video games. It's become this juggernaut. 
And I understand why, you know, Jerry Jones, Mark Cuban, they, they really helped build the infrastructure. And you got places like Houston, 13th, what is third largest city in the country, where Dallas is like the 13th, 14th largest city. How do you explain what Dallas has done around the ecosystem, around esports? That was a whole lot of questions. It, it is a whole question, lot of questions. Man, where you, where you want me to start? Okay, we're the ninth largest city. You're the ninth now. The chamber, who I'm going to talk about quite a bit today. I'm is, sorry, he would know this, and I'm over here trying uh, to tell him his own you demographic. Did say you're not from here. It's okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. forgive you. We are a regional chamber, so we we cover the metropolitan statistical area. So that's 13 counties, depending on how, how you measure things. But the mm-hmm. actual de- definition of the Office of Management and Budget is mm-hmm. that there's 13 counties in the metropolitan area. And we pretty much represent the urban counties, but a lesser degree to where Fort Worth is because we've got a super strong ca- chamber over there. We primarily focus on Denton, Dallas, Collin County. Mm-hmm. We're ambivalent about economic development locationally where it happens. We're mm-hmm. just here to support the entire, the entire region and try to have a sustainable economy based on innovation. And that's why we're talking right now because that's how I got into esports beyond having a son that's a gamer and me playing since I had an Atari or like a Pong. <laughs> Pong. Yes. Man, that was a long time ago. That, that dates everybody. But I mean, you know, it's, it's in everybody's life. People just don't really realize it to the degree that they right. should. I think. But so ninth, uh, ninth largest city, we are the fourth largest, fifth, fifth, fourth largest region. Sorry about that. Chicago's just ahead of us. Mm. At some point in time, that's going to flip. Houston and Dallas will both be bigger than Chicago, Chicago in the next couple of decades. Uh, as far as the difference between Frisco and Dallas you brought up, I don't know, man. I think that's a myth. You want to be from Queens or Brooklyn, that's fine. There's a long history, but Frisco is pretty new. There's not that history of opposition, you know. So I, I do agree. I think that's a myth. Right, right, right. I think it's healthy competition when you do. I mean, you got to understand this. The, the dynamics of this environment are that we have Dallas and Fort Worth, which are huge anchors by, by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. We have another 12 cities that have 100,000 in population. Mm. And they've got their own goals. They've got their own elected officials and priorities and mm-hmm. they're able to do what they need to do in this big i uh, just knocked my water bottle this big ocean that we have mm-hmm. but we play together pretty nicely okay and that's where the chamber gets to sit pretty is we get to sit in the middle of the politics politicians in the middle of the university and college ceos mm-hmm. in the middle of the nonprofit world especially on issues related to economic development and when you gave props to what chambers do it's we are what i would call a full service chamber mm-hmm. Chambers have different functions all over the country, primarily business development, business to business, uh, recruiting business, recruiting talent. But we do the full service in terms of what does education and workforce look like? Mm-hmm. What does technology and innovation look like? Um, we have a, a really strong public policy team that advocates city, state, and federal level. So we got the whole package. Mm-hmm. And it gives us some access to see things that are very clear in a silo, but a little fuzzier from 30,000 feet up. And we get to be the one that says, well, you need to talk to this person and these people are doing this. So it's, I call it the access to the access. It's mm. really a gratifying job. So, so one of the things I think we talked about a few years ago is that um, the sustainability plan. Mm. And I know that you are one of the first company, one of the first chambers to do that. Uh, what did that, what, what did, what kind of work did it take into creating the sustainability plan to really look at the innovation, potential innovation of what you can do and the city of Dallas. I'm going to give props to the city of Dallas. That was all run by the Office of Environmental Quality and Sustainability. Um, James McGuire, McGuire was the department director. Now he has moved on to the EPA, Bigger and Better Things. Mm. And the second in command, Sue Alvarez, is interim of that directorship right now. And that was a process that had nonprofits in the business community. I got to represent the business community from the chamber's perspective. Mm-hmm. But we also had like Hunt Oil and you know, 7-Eleven. We had large presence from corporate interests. But also the nonprofit, the faith-based, the neighborhood, everybody is at the table. Mm. And they put this enormous document together to show that we as a city don't care what happens in Paris. I mean, we do care what happens in Paris climate change, uh, right. uh, of course, <laughs> but we want to do our part regardless of if the United States is a participant or not. Looks like we're going to be again, so that's great. But I'm telling you, I used to be the director of environmental quality at the city. And the attitude in 12 years has completely changed to the progressive. And I don't mean from a political standpoint. I just mean from, hey, this is a challenge that we have to face right now mm-hmm. because if we wake up later, it's already we've already lost a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And so this giant plan got put together from all these different interests, props to AECOM, who ran the consulting part of it. And it got through council 15-0 mm-hmm. with every single elected official taking a turn on the mic saying, this is why I like it. We know that there's still some issues that have to be worked out, but that's what it is. It's, I like to say it's like the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Constitution was written by a bunch of white men that had property and that had slaves all over the place. They didn't write that into the Constitution, though. I mean, technically they did, but they also wrote a document that could be changed because they knew they weren't perfect. Mm. 
maybe that's an idealization of what they were doing, but it is an open document. Right. We can change it if we want to. That's why we have amendments. Same thing with the CCAP. We've said, here's the, here's what we need to get. Mm. Here's a range of options that we can use. Mm-hmm. We don't have to pick them all. Not everybody's going to like them all, mm-hmm. but we can kind of be the water that goes around the rock as we go on. It was, it was very gratifying to be involved in because the chamber supported that work. Mm. Wow. Now, did you, did you see the emergence of eSport? I mean, even though you had that document, did you know it was going to take off like this, especially in Dallas area and Frisco and then, then, then Jerry Jones uh, purchasing the complexity? I mean, I mean, cause I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as I tell people, if this is baseball, this is inning number one, cause I, the sky's the limit. When you see Jerry Jones and they create this, this complexity piece, I'm thinking that's just one city. And this is the ninth yeah. largest city in the country. What are other cities going to do in the future? Same thing with the, with the universities, what are they going to do now that Ohio state is like the largest, you know, power five schools now made it such a big commitment in terms of the esports arena, but also uh, the academic side of it. I mean, where, where, where do we go from here? I mean, did you, did you see this coming? It was a matter of circumstance that I kind of just fell into it and I didn't, that there's an emerging esports market in Dallas, I fell into, wow, there's an esports market in Dallas and it's strong. It's mm-hmm. like a it's like a center of gravity. And it's a little hidden because it is still an emerging industry, but if mm-hmm. you think about it, it's not even that. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty mature industry. Mm-hmm. It's just the top of the like the tournament and competition at the large scale that's really new, but it's been building for 30 years, right? Right. So it's funny because I just really I'm trying to get my things in order. I think that Hector uh, Hex from Optic mm. had reached out to the chamber and said, hey, we're thinking about Dallas to move our headquarters there. Mm. And I took that call because I think our SVP of Economic Development wasn't there at the time. And I just responded to him and said, yeah, you can come on in. And we had a conversation about what he wanted to do. And we talked about this idea of an esports mecca. Wait, wait, wait. You talked to Hector Rodriguez before he even came here? Oh, yeah. He was still looking for a place to go. But I come <laughs> to find out he had already decided. He knew what he wanted to do. He was just kicking the tires. But Wow. He, he and, I mean, this is when him and Ryan were partners and came in and had a good long conversation. And it, it was, it was new to me, but familiar just because like I said, being tangential to the industry because of my son, right? I was already interested in it. Wow. And so it's a good conversation. I, I pitched him like we would pitch any company and then he took off. Next thing I know, he's announcing on Twitter, Hey, optic fans, we're moving to Dallas. I'm like, okay, well, all right, good. I'm glad at the exact same time. That's when Mark Ruffalo was looking for a place to go, mm. coming in from, uh, where was he before? Was he in North Carolina? Because I, I just so. seen he, he had some investment opportunities that maybe didn't come through or something. And he was thinking about either going to Austin or Dallas. They ended up coming to Dallas. Mm. And this is that, like all in the same time frame. And it turns out that our big boss, uh, Dale Petrosky, who is our CEO, actually met Mark on an airplane one time mm. and got invited to an esports event and went mm-hmm. years before Wow! and knew him are you kidding me? This is just like kismet, right? Right. And so right after that is when it was announced that Jerry Jones was jumping in with both feet and, wow. and buying complexity. This all happened within the span of a year. Jeez. And so, um, and, See, then, and, then, so and then Mark, and then Mark got his team with the NBA. NBA and so, yeah. yeah. And this, and this, uh, my friends, this is what you're not going to hear. We, we keep hearing about all these amazing people. Oh, I play pro sports, play gaming and all the programmer and I got some money and I became big and this is who I am. No. They make but, it exciting, though. They're, listen, they're yeah, exciting. but but Eric is breaking breaking it down because now he's he's explaining timelines that I didn't know. How would I know this? But unless you lived here and lived it, you really wouldn't know. Um, and it's important to know the history and, and the context of things. And that's why this this conversation is interesting because we have never talked about this before. He just casually, oh yeah, you know, Hector contacted me. I'm like, what? Don't get me wrong. He does not invite <laughs> me over for barbecue. I was like, all right, so no, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but you're rocking something underneath that, that that shirt of yours, aren't you? I did this just for him. This is for Hex right here. Okay, look, Hector, look, look, we 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 look, look now, Hector now the, over the, this the, camera, the over this story, camera. The funny story is it does it does have their logo, but he gave me this hand me down shirt. Didn't even tell me. He pranked me, and it's like a dude that hadn't been on the team. I'll show you. It's an old shirt. Let's put it that way. Hector, then, come on, dog. You got to give him the real deal. All right, so Hector, this is for you too. This this is actually. This is Envy's shirt from back in the day. I love this logo. It's just fantastic. I, I, he did this. I, I know that's his. Yeah, he that's him putting this on here. So yeah. So I said Mark. I meant Mike. Um. So in any case, Mike didn't give me the shirt. It was um. Yeah. Oh well, I would have given you props, but my brain is is old and battered. Your but then, so anyway, compl- you know, complexity makes the triumvirate, and we already have the corporate interest here. So I, you probably saw AT and T just uh, up their investment with Hundred Thieves. Yeah, Hundred Thieves. Yep. I mean, they they are 
jumping in both feet with both feet also because they are a technology company, right? right? An entertainment company. So it makes a lot of sense. And they're headquartered in right downtown Dallas. Mm -hmm. So I start to see all of these pieces that actually make up this industry. You're looking at the architects. HKS is super involved in stadium construction. They worked with, um, I'm going to pick the name, with the Paris team. Paris team that, you know. I know. See how much I don't know? No, you do know. So we're going to come back to it. We'll come back. Yeah. You can look it up on your phone. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Uh, so anyway, yeah, HKS is doing is doing big business all over the world on doing like not just esports stadiums, but the infrastructure to make it an activated spot where people come all the time. Like it's a community resource. That's pretty cool. And you see the law, uh, law legal field that need to represent the interests of the players because it's kind of a wild west at that point. Esports wasn't a wild west, but protection and, you know, am I an employee and what are my trading rights and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and like at the college level, is there professionals, uh, not professional, but uh, associations that are looking out for their interests? Now there are. This is all happening at the same time. PSG. So basically what I did, my boss was like, all right, I want you. My boss is Dwayne. I'll shout out to Dwayne because he also let me have time to do this today. Um, What's up, Dwayne? Thank we, you. We were going to do like a one pager on what does the esports industry look like in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. And I, I started thinking about it. And it may or may not have worked out. I actually like the finished product and I'll, I'll leave a couple with you for when I get a couple of copies. We made posters mm. for two specific events and the posters were about the business of esports in the Dallas region. Mm -hmm. So you got Mark Cuban up there talking about why it's the biggest thing since oil. And you got Jerry Jones saying, you know, this is a game changer and he doesn't make too many bad decisions when it comes to money. Right. And you have all these people that are involved in investment. And you have the accelerators that come to town like stadia stadia of interest comes to town mm -hmm. to do an esports accelerator program mm -hmm. they're in kansas city but they come here to do that yeah. saint, oh they're gonna kill me they're in st louis they're in st louis <sighs> yeah Sorry, I, i'm part of Sorry, stadia Tim. yeah Tim, yeah so I'm, I'm a part of stadia ventures as well so see i can catch myself sometimes yeah you, you got it call me that's, that's why i came back and said yeah it says st louis yeah, yeah so they come here to frisco to do a, a cohort in the spring right mm-hmm and then traditional sports technology in the fall. I, I think, see it's right? today. Actually, we're doing a cohort right now. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad you're here doing it. Yep. And they have mentors from every professional sports league. They have, including me. Including you. Yes. Including the 800 meter runner. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it just made sense to start talking about what are all the things that make uh, life for an esports organization, whether you're a team or an organization or an ancillary organization or somebody in the supply chain to move here, mm -hmm. to come relocate here. We are really concerned about emerging technologies and how they how they get used. So, mm -hmm. you know, 5G and IoT and artificial intelligence and extended reality and blockchain technologies, all those have a place in the esports industry. Mm -hmm. And once they once they overlap with one another, that's when they become really powerful. Right. So we were just carrying that message out and putting it out there to say, if you want to come here, you've got a home. Right. You've got a place that will give you support. Right. And, you know, to, to a degree or lesser degrees, there's governmental support, but really it's that there's an ecosystem that you can go to. You can, you can ask somebody for advice for payroll issues if you're a brand new organization. You can go and ask for legal advice if you've got patent issues. It's, it's a good place. Yeah. So tell us, okay, now that you're, obviously there's different things that you're doing within the chamber. Uh, give us some examples of some of the projects you're working on in addition to what you're doing with esports and do they parallel at any, at any point? Uh, I mean, I try not to do anything that doesn't support what it is that's our critical mission, but specifically what I do as a job function. So my job in research and innovation is to really look at a disparate set of data sources and try to pull some story out of it and figure out what's really happening on the ground. And then without being too promotional, really just tell the story and say, this is why it's a good place to do business, whatever kind of business you are. Dallas is an extremely diverse economy. We're like the second most diverse economy in the country among large metros out of a one, which would be the United States diversity. We're at a 0.83. That means we're good at really just about every industry. Mm. And I think I said this at the, at the conference we were at, there's an upside and a downside to that. On, right. on the upside, you can weather downturns like really what's happening now. Mm -hmm. I'm not diminishing the fact that people are suffering right now. And we can talk about that for sure. Right. But we're doing a lot better than a lot of other places. Right. That's because we have some sound fundamentals because we have opportunities because not just that we're a caring place because everybody will tell you about that, that about their own home, but mm -hmm. it's because we have infrastructure in place to help, help people, I think. Right. But not only are we diverse, which is a good thing to help you weather recessions, we're also diverse. And right. so you're not known for any one thing. 
Right. We're not the car capital of the world. We're not the fintech capital of the world. Right. We do all of it great, though. Right. So that's the balance of the story. So that's that's what I do from a data and research perspective. Now that has shifted because of two things, pandemic and remote work and how we have pivoted our operations, but also because of the importance, finally, that corporate America is realizing when it comes to addressing openly diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm. Lots of good companies have been doing lots of good things for a long, long time. Mm. But it hasn't been a primary. It, it's not a tattoo. And, and now it's a tattoo. Do you think that I was talking to um, uh, one of my friends at um, Davina Mackey over at PlayStation, and she's the president of Black at PlayStation. And um, <clears throat> she said the true, uh, the, the, when you really look at companies that are looking at DNI, um, during the pandemic and during George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's death, uh, you saw a number of companies coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we, we want to we mm-hmm. improve. But you really need to look at six to nine months down the line to see where they're at then. You know, now that the presidential election has happened already, we've, we've elected a new president, new vice president, new office, everything. And so the, the shift of that happening, do you see a number of companies that are actually staying, staying true to that course and saying that they're focused on it? Or? Did you say her name was Deanna? Davina. Davina. She speaks the truth. I mean, that was, that was some knowledge that she dropped off on your audience out there because, you know, we were actually going through strategic planning process to hit mm-hmm. our next five years right? when everything started back in March. Mm-hmm. And then with George Floyd's death, but really with just a string of deaths mm-hmm. that were ever present <clears throat> and people were just home doing, being remote right? and eating on this. It, I think it touched the hearts of a lot of people mm. in corporate America. You got to remember that businesses are made up of people. Yes. Nobody in business makes a decision that's going to intentionally hurt somebody, right? Right. And so I think the Dallas business community has looked to the chamber to be the organizing principle around how do we keep this center in focus. Right. So yes, during that strategic planning process, we really mapped out what would our response be? And you'll hear Dale say that DE&I is, is part of our DNA. But I mean, we, we are still learning and, and growing and, and modifying. So we essentially took our five-year strategic plan and broke it down into two. Mm. We're going to do a shorter three-year now. Mm. And we've elevated DE&I up to a pillar of like focus for, this is how we filter all the projects that we, that we wow. try to bring here. Okay. And have commitments from our corporate members to run actual board-level task forces and, and com- committees on this mm. and, and take a stance on uh, criminal justice reform or take a stance on, uh, you know, improving access to capital and opportunities for small black businesses or entrepreneurs. But this, this is the regional chamber doing this. This stuff. is the regional chamber doing but, this. But, but, That's why it works. But, but, but what about the other chambers that are in the surrounding communities? Are they, do they have the same commitment to, as far as DNI like you do? I mean, I can't speak for what they're doing at an operational level, but we are very intent on maintaining our partnerships with all of the EDCs, which are economic development corporations, and all of the local chambers, whether they're uh, place-based or ethnic-based. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens more on our economic development team side. Right. So I don't have much insight into that. But considering how well we work together, I have to imagine that, yeah, it's, it's, re- it's really a community effort. It's, it's gratifying to see because Dallas is, we, we have our problems. We have had our history. Right, right. right. That doesn't mean that you can't own up to your history and take responsibility and then work to heal. Right. And, you, and having, having the, the right temperament and the right people in place that, that sees this vision is so important because um, one of the things that I, Tim Schneider and I talked about last year at the, at the, uh, the, at the summit, I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of amazing people out there that mm-hmm. work in the space of esports or gaming or video games that are intentional and just love, they love people. But they may not be thinking about, you know, diversity and, and a way that we have come to learn about what diversity and inclusion is, right? And when I talked to him about last year, he goes, you know, what do you think we can improve on? I said, well, you had a panel um, that, <laughs> that talked about diversity and it was like only one woman up there mm-hmm. and the rest were white men. And uh, I said, <laughs> so. There, there's, and, there's a Reddit subreddit called Self-Aware Wolves. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. yes. It's like you're almost there. You're yeah. saying the words, but, but you're just not quite but, but the cool thing was that he was like, oh, well, tell, me, tell us what we need to do. And, and that's, there's a difference between that and like, oh, we're doing fine here. And that's why the Tim Snyders of the world is, are amazing because the following year this year, even though it was a pandemic, it was just a whole different dynamic, but the same, you know, same, same term, same topics and discussions, but different. He even gave us our own panel on HBCUs. I don't, I could never have foreseen an HBCU panel at, e-sport, at an eSports event 
um, until another three to five years, probably, because at the time, had we not had the pandemic, I think um, I still think that it would it would have been another two or three years because because this forced a lot of schools to do that and get involved quickly because they had to make a decision. Uh, the HBCUs are more focused on, you know, enrollment. As the white or white schools, when they do esports, they're not focused on the academic curriculum. They're focused on the games, right? right? It's not about enrollment. Um, the schools like Robert Morris, it is, and you know uh, Becker and other schools like that, and uh, Shenandoah. Um, yes, I know the schools because I study this stuff, and I am an educator myself. As you know, I'm the global scholar practitioner at HBCU. HBCU is the bomb. Paul Quinn yes. College in, in Southern Dallas is oh, the yes. place to be. Oh yes. But, but listen, I got to shout out to SMU again because you called out my alma mater. I'm telling you, they yeah. have the number. They had the number one graduate program in the world for video game development at the Guild in the world. That's not surprising. So I don't want to just shout out SMU because UNT was giving scholarships and UNT and UNT is coming up. They had, they don't have a program yet, but they are moving. They're starting to think about it. So give a shout out to UNT, UTA, Um, Texas Western, the schools in the area know what's going on. And and that's another element to it is that we also have a community uh, esports approach Mm -hmm. where it's in certain ISDs and the ISD like technologists and Mm -hmm. innovation leaders are asking these questions. How can we bring this as a curriculum to our schools? and have healthy competition. Uh, community-based programs that allow kids that don't have internet access or computers in their house or video game units in their house to come and just do what a kid does. Right, but then now the thing about it is, uh, let me go back to this real quick. So yeah. I'm shouting, shout out to Tim Snyder again because yeah. for recognizing and understanding that. Um, one of the things that I find interesting is that when Dallas is one of the few school systems in the country that actually has uh, a curriculum base that's focused on getting young people connected to the curriculum of eSport. Um, the interesting part is that you do have universities here that if they were trying to find a place where they can, you know, create a, a, a pathway to a college, you got the SMUs here. You have the um, the, uh, the the uh, UTAs that now have an eSports program. Uh, UNT is about to create something. Um, but a lot of, but uh, there's a lot, there's a major disconnect. Usually when the high schools and middle schools are now, the superintendents are now putting that in place, the universities in different cities are not, they're just sitting around looking like, what do we do next? And so what I, what I'm, my question to you is, did you find it difficult when you were talking to governmental agencies or companies or brands that really wasn't making DNI a, a priority? And now that your focus is one of your, that's one of your pillars, was it easy to convince them to, that this is important or were they already leaning that way? And, and, it's, and maybe the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor was the impetus for them to go ahead and move forward in that, in that regard. It's, it's both and. So I think our organization for a relatively conservative organization in what used to be a very conservative area, but now is a little more balanced uh, in a, an industry or sector that is relatively conservative and risk averse. We did a pretty good job of leaning right into it and saying, this is how we are going to approach it. So that's the one approach coming from us to them. Right. But I'm telling you, our members came and said, we want to be our board president said mm-hmm. we are going to make this an issue. Mm-hmm. They got a full page ad in Dallas Morning News and said, this is where we stand. This is what we stand for. And we'll be expanding on that. Right. So back to my story, you know, we, we were still going through our strategic planning process and we're able to evolve just like Tim did. You, data helps you evolve. Right. Once you get educated and you learn some stuff, if you're really open to listening and understanding, you can evolve. Right. That's exactly what we did. And that's that's how this partnership is working now because it's again, it's not just the corporate community. Mm-hmm. It is those university CEOs. It is the the nonprofit board leaders. It is our workforce development system. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all trying to align our individual goals in the same direction. Right. And we've been trying to do that for decades. Believe me, I'm sure every community has tried. Probably some have failed. Probably some have succeeded. We're at the point where we're just pulling that string where it all comes together. So you, you brought up about a curriculum and DISD that gets you into esports. I, I'll give you more than that. We have a program now. First, P-Tech is awesome. So corporations adopt a high school mm-hmm. and they set up like a, a very intensive curriculum for kids interested in whatever that industry is. Mm-hmm. And that's in many schools throughout the ISD. That's one good positive like relationship between education and corporate side. But once a kid graduates from, I believe any school in Dallas County, it's Dallas County Promise, you have the opportunity to get your AA. And I can't tell you how much money you get, but it's automatic. Mm-hmm. And if you get your AA, it, it, it is, you do have to apply for your Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. But you will get that education. Once you get your AA, SMU and UNT is on board to give you automatic admission. Mm-hmm not necessarily pay your school, but you are going to get a four-year degree if you want one. Mm -hmm. So by that time you've tested it out, decided, do I want to go on further with education or do I want to go the job route? 
that's the kind of solutions that communities all over the country, all over the world need to put together if mm. they don't already have them. Right. It's, it's a cradle to grave uh, assessment or conviction that you are valuable as a community member. Mm. And we want to keep you. Right. And we want you to succeed. Because when you do, we all do. Right. It's interesting because uh, I look at um, the different cities that are leading in the country. I look at, you know, Dallas, obviously, Frisco. Um, we've got Atlanta. you got, L, you know, LS, Los Angeles. Uh, you have Raleigh, Raleigh, Durham area. Um, outside of those, I'm, I'm thinking of places that I'm hard pressed to find a lot of major cities that are really committed to this and to the point where you're really hearing them making noise. I know that um, that the city of Charlotte is now starting to explore and trying to figure it out. Um, I was surprised that Tampa, Florida, they have Super Bowl coming and they're like, no, not interested yet. You know, and uh, St. Pete. And I'm like, what? But in Florida and Miami, where I'm at, there's a a hunger there. Uh, There's an interesting bubbling ecosystem there. And then you have um, Miramar, Florida, which is the neighboring cities between um, uh, Miami and uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, so I'm excited about the potential. Um, where do you see in the next, what, what, before I even go as far as your projections in the future, when the pandemic happened, uh, a lot of cities were scrambling, trying to figure out how do we recover, right? You didn't, you, city of Dallas didn't miss a beat, it seemed like during the pandemic. I mean, t- tell us about that. How how did you position yourselves and how did you uh, go about creating sustainability for what you're doing and then projecting what you're going to do in the future? That's a good question. And we're still trying to figure it out today. But the first thing that we didn't do is say, how do we recover? Mm. Because we didn't know where the bottom was yet. Right. And we didn't just write it out. We did put up as many firewalls as we could and, and kind of came together as a community to say, you know, I don't want to get into to too many politics, but there's a lot of issues between different levels of government when it came to how, how do you, how do you stop this pandemic? Mm-hmm. Do you need to have a mask uh, requirement? Do you need to have a ban of certain types of businesses for a little while and it was contentious so i think we missed an opportunity to to kind of curtail where we could have been but that's water under the bridge at this point so we didn't start off by saying we're working on recovery we need to figure out what is this beast doing right now so we jumped in and started trying to look for real-time indicators that would help us understand what was happening because there's only 55 or so of us it's not like we're a giant staff Mm-hmm. I think I tell everybody we punch way above our weight in what we do because we're in so many things. Mm-hmm. But it's because we put people with passion in the positions that best suit them and let them just go take care of it. That's been very effective. So what we did as a team was put together this real-time thing called the Economy in Brief, and I highly recommend you go look at it because that makes me look really good when you go look at that Economy in Brief. <laughs> I, I will do that, and we we got this recorded, and I'm recording this uh, on my phone as we speak, so this is going to go up on Twitter tonight. So my performance plan has in it that I need to increase the, the reach of this economy in brief. And so I'm only here talking to you today just to talk about the economy in brief and a few other things. Okay. <laughs> the economy in brief. Okay. No, no, I'm if anybody wants to hit me up on LinkedIn, I will tell them how to get to it. It's not, this may not be the audience, but if you're interested and if you have an economics background and want to tear the thing apart, I would keep looking for people to tell me what's wrong in it. Hey, but you know, my followers on on uh, on LinkedIn is crazy. So I'm putting this yeah. out tonight, <laughs> a sneak peek before this comes out. This, by the time people this airs, it's going to be a month or two, a month or so ahead. But I'm going to do kind of a sneak peek. Yeah, I'm going to do a sneak peek. And I want to remind you, everybody, we'll listen to the Esports Future Podcast Network. Wait, wait, wait. This is being recorded? Don't tell anybody. Yes. So reminding everybody. Shh. Nobody knows this, but just, you know, me and Eric. Uh, this is the Esports Future Podcast Network. Uh, Innovation Media Enterprises. See ya. Aaron, thank you so much. And, oh, uh, my big dog in the back, AJ, uh, with his new position, Director of Studios and Technology. Could not be possible without our guy, our man, the RZA, the head. People are like, what's the RZA? You know, Wu-Tang Clan. Come on, guys. Come you got on. RZA on staff? Yeah, yeah, but he's on staff. I'm back there, you know. And, and Jacob Miles the third, Not the first, not the second, but the third. You know what I'm saying? And... You know, we talked a little bit about about Hector Rodriguez earlier about from Optic, the legend. Uh, and I, I was I'm so proud of this 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 uh, amazing thing because when you and I met, um, I was not um, I was still trying to wrap my head around all of this, even though I was in immersed into the gaming industry for 21 years doing product placement, all that wonderful stuff. But then the academic side kicked mm-hmm. in and I was wondering what, how do I, you know, connect the dots. And at the time we were trying to form a partnership with, with Winstocks of collegiate star league. And we did that. And last year, uh, the end of 2020, 
the Esports Observer, uh, my brother Kevin Hitt, a uh, major writer there, uh, they did the top five stories of the year. And the number one story was- Self-promotion. Yes, it is self-promotion. That's right. <laughs> self-promotion. You got I got a podcast. I got to talk about it. Absolutely. That's why your career is taking off and my career is tanked. No, your career since, is- Since, since I was on a panel with you, my career is tanked. Oh, What's stop, going it, on stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Your career, your oh, career, I'm your career is over there. Road. Yes. So we got some core water for you, brother, right here. But I didn't drink out of it. I just poured it. So you're good. Oh, man, I got to put my lips where your lips have been. No, my lips have been on it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. It's, I, just, I just poured it straight from here to here, brother. So uh, as you see, shout we can. Shout out to Core. Yeah, shout out to Core. It's a Core. You, you Are have, they a Dallas business? And you you know what? Core, he, he runs. Team. So make sure. We got to make sure we get him some Core water. And I'm going to put that out there, too. I'm going to put this on my thing. Hold on a second. Keep pouring it. Hold on a second. Let's do, let's do this. Pour it back in there. Yeah? Pour it back in there. Yeah. So we can show Core Water. I can't do that. What you're I'll doing. get the equipment on so. Hey, Cora, look at Cora. We are we are drinking your product here on the set. And my man, Eric, he runs half marathon. Maybe he's not going to do a marathon again, but we're representing your brand right here. So promotion, I'm all into, sorts of promotion. I'm into the 15Ks right now. So let's get that race to be popular. Okay, we'll do that. And here's the deal. So Hector Rodriguez, um, you know, I'm a fan. I've never met him yet. Yes. Ah, oh, that's funny. That is funny. Boop, all right. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, that is too funny. And so uh, Hector Rodriguez is someone that I've admired from a distance. And then when they did the uh, when we did the um, the complexity deal with um, with, um, with with the John Davidson and and uh, and uh, GameStop, I remember Hector being in the video, and I'm like, "That's Hector Rodriguez! That's Hector Rodriguez!" I was a fanboy at the time. I yes, forgot I was. to mention GameStop. Thanks for saying that. Yes, I got to mention GameStop, and Jay, you know, John is located the man. here in Grapevine, Texas. Yes, and John made that stuff happen. You know, John was talking to me. We were at the University of Houston. I was a guest. I was a visiting professor, and he told me about this deal he was doing, and I didn't see it until last month when I came to Dallas, and he proudly showed me. I said, "That's what you've been talking about, brother." And he's like, "Yes, that's what I've been talking about." You know, John is John is real laid back and cool, Mr. Skateboarder. Yes, the, yes, the. DLC drop. That's my dog right there, John Davidson. And so, yeah, he was part of that deal. And I said, Hector Rodriguez, and they had the top five stories of the year. Kevin had the top five stories of the year. Hector Rodriguez, of course, going back to Optic, number one story. Your boy came in at number two. Yes, the kid came in at number two. So that means that I got to get with your boy. I got I to get with your boy. I got to get with Hector Rodriguez. I don't think number one ever looks at number two. I know he probably doesn't have no idea. He has no idea. But but guess what? Number one and number two store with two brown people. Ooh. That's nice to know. Ooh. That's not I had I not think about even that. Considered. Yes. No, yes. no women up there. And, and no women, but the, but top five is gonna be a woman up there next year. Maybe number one. Okay, maybe CN Aaron should be number one, okay? From Innovation Media Enterprises. I don't know. But think about that. What what is that saying about the ecosystem and how progressive uh the 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 esports observer is? It's expansive. Yes, and the Sports Business Journal, who's the parent company, which is the Bible of the sports industry, and the Esports Observer, to me, is the publication for esports for me. And so I got to give a shout out to James Fudge and Dave Morgan. Thank you so much for all of that. But the point is, you know Hector. So you got to make the introduction to your boy. To your boy. You're so excitable. Yes. You have so much energy. You yes. People want to do what you're doing. Yeah, man, you need to do a podcast, dog. You're no, here. No, no, no. no, you're here in town. You need to talk about the, you know what? I How have about other this? things that I would How like about this? Do. How about this? How about every show that I do, I you give me at least five minutes to do what you're doing in Dallas because we're here in Dallas. Like a man on the street thing? No, no, a man at the chamber thing. <laughs> I don't want to drive all the way up here every time. I'm sorry. Bro, you can do, we can do Zoom. Zoom, I, I, I Bro, live my life on How about Zoom, if I feed you? Good. How about if we feed you? You do vegetarian food? Hey, AJ, can we feed this man next time he comes? <laughs> you supposed to say you have yes, to know brother. Who's on the bus and what seat brother, we gonna have to we have to reevaluate your your position. Now. You supposed <laughs> to say yes, Dr. Mark. You just said I was the boss earlier. Which one is it? You got and two complaints go, in man. one day, my man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. we can absolutely we can feed you vegetarian style. You tell us what we get. We get Aaron and see you on the on the on the program for that. That's easy. So let me ask problem. you this: Ask John, and this was what I was concerned about when the complexity deal was going on. I was working my butt off. To try to get a Fortune 5 company located in Dallas to take on all three teams that are headquartered here. Mm. A lot of people don't know the complexity and Envy and Optic all moved here and are all doing business here as headquarters. Mm. And, you know, I tried to carry that message when it, when it first happened, but I have been away from kind of the speaking scene for a little while. But I was looking for a business that would take all three on mm -hmm. as a sponsor, a non-endemic as they call them, mm -hmm. and say, we support the whole community in the Dallas region. We don't just pick one team. We pick Pizza Hut here. GameStop did that. GameStop. GameStop yeah. did that. When I was trying to get somebody else, GameStop was off on their own doing doing just that. 
So yeah. I mean, they they know. And John and John was like, "Yeah, I did this, and I'm bouncing." And he went, he left. He's, "I'm ghost. I'm retiring." <laughs> Just like that, mic drop. That's what John does, right? And then on top of that, anytime that he comes through the area, he could look up and say, "That's me." At GameStop, you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. And I, it was it was funny when I was walking through um the the complex, and he showed it to me. It, it was like almost it was almost like a proud father. And I felt like a proud big brother because John's my little brother, and I'm just like, I'm smiling with him. I'm like, yeah, man, this is dope. And we was, and it was dark. It was it was dark but light, and it was it was it was glistening. The GameStop was Wait a glistening. Minute. It was what? It was glistening. It was dark but light. And dark glistening. but light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Mark, you double negative here, right? Yep. So it was dark but light. It was kind of like it was, it was, it was almost like the, the sunset. Oh, nice. The sunset. I'm looking up. I'll see you Dallas does have some good sunsets. Yes, on the right day. And then you it? see GameStop boom blinging, and I'm like, man, this is dope. And again, you was at the center of some of that, you know, all of I that. I mean, I don't claim that at all. I just got to look but, at it. But you are. You are. See, then when you claim stuff, then that's when everything takes off. When you sit and kind of like, oh, I'm okay. I'm average. Yeah, but then I'd have to keep doing it. And esports is just one thing. I got Brother, other things to do. Exactly. Brother, you're not <laughs> average, man. Embrace your dopeness. There we go. Embrace your dopeness. Where Where will I find it? It's, it's all over you. It resonates. It it, there you go. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, I came but, here straight from a run, by the way. I didn't have time to. How many miles did you run today, man? Uh, I don't know. Tell you what we're talking. This is crazy. This man runs. I mean, he runs. Not no like half mile or a mile. Well, I live two blocks away from the north side of White Rock Lake, so I mm-hmm. literally just walk there in five minutes. But I can also run there in two. So we have had a fascinating conversation with my dear friend here, uh, Eric Griffin, uh, the Dallas Regional Chamber Managing Director, and many other things. Marathoner, husband, father. I mean, <laughs> bro, he's he's just all around cat. And the cool thing is that we have a cool rapport. He's got to come back. I told him to give him his own segment to talk about Dallas Chamber, three or five minute segment uh, sponsored by maybe Core Water. Who knows? I don't know. We've been talking about it. My man ran five miles today. But uh, it's been a pleasure talking and we haven't seen each other in two years. We're not going to do that any longer. And uh, I had to, I didn't have to bribe him because that would be really bad to say I bribed him, right? I got nothing. Governmental official. You I got know. nothing today. And it's recorded. I got water. And it's recorded. Can I give a shout out to my, my daughter? Please do that. So Nora is four years old. Yes. And she's going to be listening to this later with her little friend Javier. Hey. And I've got another daughter named Waverly up Waverly. at the uh, SFA. Uh, Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. Yes. She's uh, in her second year, but she's a junior. Yes. And then I got a son up at UNT. See, uh, Stephen F. Austin, it's Axum Jackson. I know that because I was a professor there before, so I know. But no kidding. All yes. right. Man. Yes, I know that. And then I got a, I got a 22-year-old at uh, at UNT. My wow. son, Kelton. So, Kelton Waverly and Nora Hay, how's it going? And Senator Royce West of the Dallas area. One time, let me know after the Hurricane Katrina disaster that we took people in to take care of for several weeks. We were having a meeting at the very end of that to kind of wrap stuff up and just kind of tell each other we did a good job. You reminded me that you always got to thank your wife. Ah. So I'm going to thank Brittany for for letting me come over here today because I could have been at the house taking care of the kids with the teacher and her, but I'm here with you instead. Uh, well, that's, you know, hey, wait a minute. So you got to <laughs> give the props to the wife. So uh, wife, Brittany, thank you for letting my man come out to play. Thank you. Uh, and since we're giving shout outs to government officials, uh, John Davison, uh, as always, uh, you know, he introduced me to former Mayor Masso, mm. is it Masso that That's was it. here uh, yesterday um, or whenever this was. Cause the podcast is going to be taped at another time. I have no idea when he was here, but he was here and I met uh, the mayor of Frisco, former mayor of Frisco. He's done amazing things. And I'm looking forward to hearing him speak on 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 the uh, the uh, uh, John's uh podcast so i gotta shout him out and uh i forgot to i'm gonna send him an email today but uh, we had a great time today uh as you know we are here with the esports future Ride podcast network powered by innovation enterprise media enterprises and see ya and aaron thank you so much make sure we take care of my man next time okay you took care uh, of me today. thank you yes and uh we're going to get him some vegetarian food aj we know you're back there grinding doing your thing with your brand new position of director of studios and technology I, I had to read it because I didn't realize what the name of the title was because it's a long title. Like I met my man, Eric. You know, Eric's title is the Dallas Regional Chamber Managing Director. Of Research and Innovation. Of Research and Innovation. That's a long <laughs> title, but, you know, it's well-deserved. And remember, my friends, before we go, I, I started this uh, on my previous podcast on making sure that we give our guests the opportunity to talk about a networking tip they like to give to maybe the four-year-old, the baby, and her friend Javier. Uh, and maybe high school kids and, you know, maybe middle school kids. What is a networking tip that you can give to someone that can maybe help them with their career? And that's a, that's an excellent way to end this show. I've got two. Yes. Number one, if you're a little bit older, maybe mm-hmm. you're, mm, you know, junior, senior in high school or even into college, you got plenty of social media platforms you can be a part of. Definitely get on LinkedIn because mm-hmm. there is a reason to do that. 
I know it's boring. And when I was your age, I did not want to do that. I thought it was kind of like self-promotion. I wasn't really happy with that. But now that I look back over my career and I'm 50 and I can call somebody and be like, hey, I haven't talked to you in 10 years, but whatever. That's pretty, that's pretty powerful. Yes. And so now here I am stuck at home doing remote work, right? Mm -hmm. And all these people pop up in my feed that I'm connected to. And I'm like, just reach out and say, hey, what's yes. going on? I hope you're healthy, happy. That's it. Yes. Nothing else. Don't need anything from you. Just how's it going? Second thing is exactly what we're talking about right now, which is really what interested me in esports. Mm -hmm. And it's the opportunity to turn that into a vehicle for social change. Mm. Because my son, like I said, has been a gamer for a long, long, long time. And he's got friends all over the world of all different ages. Doesn't know what they look like. Probably will never see him, but they're friends. He leads them. They lead him. It's mutual respect. Mm. That's pretty powerful in today's age. Wow. I think we talked earlier that, you know, you got a microphone on your arm. Right. Somebody passes you the microphone. It's your opportunity to speak. It should be something impactful and powerful. Amen. And not negative and divisive. Amen. So there you go. Esports can do that. Yes, esports will do that. And on that note, I just want to say thank you to the RZA, the head, Jacob Miles III, not the first, not the second, but the third, and for creating this wonderful opportunity for myself and many of my colleagues. Um, to all my colleagues, uh, I can't name them all, but you know who you are. Thank you so much for all your support. And um, again, Remember, you can't control anybody but yourself. And, you know, Eric said some really some, some interesting gems about social change and using LinkedIn. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. I tell everyone that, and I'm not, he and I didn't talk about this, but that is, to me, the most powerful platform on social media. Um, and also, if you look at the demographics on, on LinkedIn, in terms of all of the other demographics on all the other social media, do you know who, where, where, the, where the money is the most, where, every, where people generate the most income? It's on LinkedIn. Oh, three to one by far. And so um, when you're thinking about your future, think about that. And then lastly, you can control three things, what you think, what you do, and what you say. What you think, what you do, what you say. Thank you again for a great show. See you soon again on Dr. Mark's Masterclass. Peace. Thanks for listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass. I pray you enjoyed yourself today. I had a good time. I don't know about you, but this podcast is part of the Esports Futurewide Podcast Network and is produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and let us know how we're doing by leaving a comment or a review. Class dismissed.